Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Something About We Can't Stop. We can't stop doing something. Fuck. Teddy, Teddy, what, what is it? What Can't we stop we doing? We can't stop snapping. Oh, Episode 73. Goodness. I believe we've got an incredible show for you guys. We're going to be going on to Brad Sefer's Meta Minute. Help us workshop the, uh, the name down in the comments. <laughs> but then we've got a really cool idea buzzing around. You guys always follow the latest data mines and leaks for the upcoming season. But there's been some cards banging around in the deep files in this game for a very long time that are either very outdated or incredibly busted at this point. So uh, Brad and I are going to do a little review on my side of the discussion and see if we think these cards can possibly enter the game in the state that they're in. Yeah, so we have a lot to go over in terms of that. But the first thing to go over, of course, is going to be the meta stuff. But like I was saying, we have to do the thing. We talk about something a little different first. I do have a question for Teddy. We talked about this a teeny tiny bit. This is another one for you guys as well at home. What shows have you watched an unfathomably large amount of times? I know we talked about uh, Mad Men right before recording a little yep. bit. Seen that show quite literally seven times, uh, maybe eight at this oh, point. Man. I'm not quite sure. How many seasons is it? Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> Good gosh, Brad. 13? I don't have anything that comes close to that. I mean, my family was like on the classics, like Andy Griffith, I Love Lucy. We would see those over and over and like, uh, you know what? The Muppet Show. Classic Muppet Show. I've seen that probably like some of the seasons like 20 times each. But that's like, as a little kid, you just, that's what's on. Yeah, <laughs> That's just what's on. So, so you watch it over and over. In terms of like modern, it's like the um, WandaVision show. I think I've seen that one three times through, but that's only one season. It's like nowhere close to the Mad Men marathon that you are. So correction, it is seven seasons, by the way, uh, not okay. 13. It's 14 episodes per season. That's the yeah, thing is they're it's, actually, it's they're full seasons season, rather than then, whatever mini season nonsense that yeah, keeps on getting yeah. pushed out now. And so it's not, maybe I just have a problem with doing this because it's not just Mad Men I've watched a lot of times. I've watched Breaking Bad about six times uh, through uh, all of those. That's that's only five seasons only, so, only five seasons. Brad, when, when you're on run through four, you're not just like, I could have watched this other show instead. I'm, I'm quoting the dialogue to myself. I could have just remembered this in like five minutes and then I could have watched just a new show. No, because I also do that. I'll, I'll also like watch a new show at the same time that I'm watching the old show, rewatching it. And typically, the amount of the amount of time I'm spending in rewatching these shows, like if I'm rewatching Mad Men, for example, uh, last year I believe it was, I watched through Mad Men for the seventh or eighth time oh, uh, with my girlfriend, and we probably got through the show in about two months. And that's with also taking maybe three months, but we took like a month off at some point. So in totality, we burned through it pretty quickly. Um, you know, and that's, that's you know, relying on another person to watch it with you as well. Where if I'm by yeah. myself and I'm churning through the show, probably a week is what it, what it takes for me to get through it. Because I just, you know, watch through a bunch of them in a day. Just kind of you know, like every, every, after work, every time I get, get home, pop on the show and we'll get there we'll be done this it's is fan this is fantastic. too much my man do you not sleep no 
Okay. <laughs> it's Madman. I, I am not. I am it not a good sleeper. me. Yeah. <laughs> I I love watching shows and shit. I I, I love it and like. Uh, one that I've been meaning to rewatch, but I'm it, it's it's daunting even for me. It's Lost. I have seen that show three times through, and I want to watch through it again. But that is quite literally a hundred and twenty-seven episodes, all of them an hour long. Yeah, that is a hundred and twenty-seven hours. Isn't there a movie called that? <laughs> I could, I could literally spend my time in a bit better fashion um, than you, you could know, master an all new skill. You could learn a language. You could, uh, who knows? You could become a traditional basket weaver in Japan or something like that. And that kind of commitment. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. But uh, I guess before we go to the new cards and stuff or the meta talk, real quick, did you watch Secret Invasion, the new Marvel? So show? I have not watched it yet. I am waiting for. <laughs> Um, the Ahsoka show to release to renew the Disney Plus subscription and then binge Secret Invasion, which I'm looking forward to less and less as I hear people in my chat um, give their takes. Have you seen it? Uh, I've only watched the first two episodes. Okay. okay. And then I gave up on it. I Ooh. Now, The running opinion, on. by the way, guys, if you're unfamiliar, is that it gets worse as it goes on. Yeah. At least the and ending. My uh, and I've 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 seen the spark notes. I understand what happens in the story at this point through the six episodes. Um, okay. <clears throat> it's hard to say if I was genuinely bored with the uh, show um, because it was genuinely boring, or because I tried watching it earlier this week when I was at my sickest. You know, so fair it's enough, it's, fair a, it's the balance. So I was like, maybe I'll come back to it later, but then you know. <laughs> it seemingly kept getting worse and uh yeah I, I i it's hard to recommend like even the first episode which people a lot of people said that they enjoyed the first episode i personally found it kind of dull and uninteresting um it didn't grab me like i you know and i i do kind of enjoy the espionage stuff or like the spy-ish kind of stuff or the noir. Right, it's billing itself as kind of a different genre right than what the the classic marvel action mm-hmm adventure yeah but uh, i'll put it this way it kind of felt like imagine they took uh falcon and the winter soldier and made it a little darker uh i was not a big fan of falcon and the winter soldier overall same um that's how it felt to me because like you have the resistance fighters and stuff in falcon winter soldier and i was like the scroll resistance people feel very similar to that Gotcha. Um, in the first episode, and and I was like, you know, it's just not. It wasn't for me. I, to be fair, I think a lot of the Marvel stuff lately hasn't been very great. Um, of course, we had Guardians three uh, was fantastic. Of yeah, you, know, you get stuff. some shining lights, right? The Spider Man Guardians three they popped off, so they still have the potential. It just feels like Marvel is like so into template, pump it out. Yeah, all of these shows should have been movies. Some of these movies should have been shows. Like whoever is is casting this stuff is. Or like slating out the releases is just whack in the head as to what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Eternals feels like it could have benefited from being a long-running show, introduce you to the whole team, and then something like Falcon and Winter Soldier should have been a movie. <clears throat> cut, cut some slough and put it together in one energy package. Like the Baron Zemo uh, dancing 
portion? That should have stayed. That should have stayed. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Would have been even better when they the, had the uh, Toby Maguire um, contract and have him just come in in the background of the club, the two of them. And you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. That works great. Yeah, I, I there's there's some hope, but when your best movie in the last couple of years was a property by someone who is now heading the new version of your competitor being James yep. going over to DC. Uh, yep. I'm just like, just let Marvel has seen this. Okay, real quick. Well, I probably will get to the cards. Real quick. You've seen directors come in like James Gunn, right? Um, Taika uh, Waititi. Uh, wait, the fuck? I can never say his name right off the top Waititi, of my head. Waititi, I think. Uh, Taika Waititi. Um, with, you know, Thor. Let them do their thing. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. They have again. their yeah. own flavor. Also, Let them do it. And 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 you can see, I think, when there's a little bit of that meddling of Marvel like in, input. Um, but when you let someone really run with their vision, like we had um, Edgar Wright was was penned to Ant Man for the longest time, right? Um, and imagine if that actually would have happened. Like that would have been. Um, fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting kind of after Endgame, right, where you'd had Deadpool off on the side that was actually like a breakout action comedy, and then they're booting back up after a hiatus, and they hit you with WandaVision, and you're like, oh, every decade, every episode is changing based on an homage Mm -hmm. to a decade of a sitcom. Like, this is amazing, and they still pull it, they package it together into an action finale, and then they're like, billing out all these other stuff it's like we got so much potential if they break the mold but then they always seem to just like break the mold for the first half and then go right back into the mold for yes, the ending yes and rather than you know they're checking their swings and it's just like you had so much goodwill built up and so much talent and so much money to put behind it just go for the swings you know yeah and like your most tout one of your most touted projects being the one that started it all for the most part being iron man was the epitome of let the director and your your stars do their thing and right. what makes it that and that's why that that worked and then some of their worst are going to be things like what uh, Eternals that's like you just make <laughs> yeah. a you make a Marvel movie what's do the bingo Marvel movie bingo fill it out put it in theaters all right whatever Teddy we have n- a new card in Legion that came out this previous week coinciding with probably the most impactful OTA that we talked about the last week. Yes. And when you have a card like Legion that can affect the locations themselves, again, he is a 5-8 that says, on reveal, change the each other location to this one, this one being the one he's actively being played at. Yeah. When you have a, a little card called Magic running around and pretty much making everything limbo... Being able to, A, leverage uh, Legion to maintain protection on Limbo, saying you're not changing this. We're playing seven turns, okay? Or being able to slam him down on turn six and say, never mind, no, we're not doing that anymore. Um, It's very interesting, especially considering you could do this before, right? With Scarlet Witch, with Rhino, with Storm, with Reality Stone. But you know what all these cards have in common, Teddy? What do they all have in common, Brad? They got no fucking power. Yeah, they top they're out all at understated. Three. Yeah. 
Legion is a 5-8, which is why that Legion combo with Storm that we've been blessed with to see that it actually works in the way that we hoped, or maybe we didn't hope, depends on your perspective on the matter, yeah. I suppose, <laughs> where slamming down 10 power onto a lane, if you have you know a power elsewhere, like a Sunspot in a different lane, or like a Nebula, yeah, that power that he makes with that Storm there is respectable enough to potentially win it. Uh, so have you played with the card? What do you think about it so far? I've played with it a lot. Um, I've seen it in a couple different shells. I've naturally gravitated toward playing it with high evolutionary lockdown. Being able to have the Cyclops as an additional scaler means that if you are running the storm lockout, which means storm on four, high, or sorry, legion on five, then a full pass is still plus six on sunspot, plus two on nebula, plus two on Cyclops, and if yep. you want to have the extra flexibility, Jeff can land wherever you need him to. Mm-hmm. That's nuts for being Absolutely. able to catch up and pass your opponent if they're not poised to be able to do the same thing. Effectively, if it's not a mirror match, you can really just demoralize your opponent. And then, I mean, Legion has a lot of utility even outside of that specific combo. Um being able to key off of whatever kind of locations you want to manipulate. They come up often enough to be debilitating to the opponent. You can get just like native lockouts with that domain um, showing up. And if the opponent, I I feel like we're actually coming into an age where it's 11 card deck and your 12th spot is a location interacting card. It, if you're, if you're running storm magic Legion, you can bundle them together for even more, more power Mm or you're running Scarlet witch to be able to, find that your opponent is trying something and then get a reroll on um, their location shenanigans. Yeah. Um, I, it makes me wonder if I, if I still want Rhino to get buffed because he's still kind of the one that's fallen out of favor the most. Now he, with the magic change, we talked about his stock rose a little bit and I was seeing him a bit, a bit more, but now it's starting to go down oh, again and kind Where of is... level out. I have um, cards sorted by play rate out of the last seven days. You know who's at the top? Uh, hold on. Is is it magic or still Shang-Chi? It's magic now, baby. Right. She passed up the, the evergreen of Shang-Chi, so our, our dark child is, is coming in strong. I mean, off of the OTA hype, right? It's kind yeah, of to of be expected that she would see, see a bump up, but to pass Chi, <laughs> that's crazy. Where is impactful. Uh, where's Rhino sitting at? Ooh, he's not. 2%. 1%. No, he's low, lower than 1. Oh, shit. He's at no. 0.74. Uh, so uh, sorry, we, Rhino. Sorry. He needs a buff, right? Like, yes, he do- does. But how much? is Does 3-4 give him play, or does he have to go all the way to 3-5? I feel like 3-5 would have to be... But, like, is he too good at 3-5? Is he too... Uh, too valuable like a like a, a polaris that just instead of moving a one drop turns off a location polaris's play is a three five right purely for the stats as a three five and sometimes the uh the move synergy would yeah. would he take that spot of being maybe a little bit better than polaris in some instances or a decent amount of ones i could see because sometimes you don't want to move a card right or you're just like i hope it moves this card instead of that card right and there's that little bit of rng where he's just a flat out says ruins and that's it that's all he does he's like ken in the new barbie movie he just does ruins and that's it he (laughs) that's his job yeah i'm on the fence i feel like this is where you wish you had that 0.5 the 3.4 is his yeah. stat line. 3.4 feels like Scarlet Witch still edges him out. 
three five feels like he edges her out and a lot of the other uh-huh. cards as well because his three cost gives him the synergy with surfer there's a little bit of a bump up that he gets there but that deck is so tight like i mean it's hard to get on that Ooh. team you're trying to walk yeah. onto the yankees uh with how <laughs> uh selective they get on their on their player gotta, choice there don the pinstripes baby yeah uh, uh well, but yeah, like I, I wish he got something a little bit more. He's a cool character. A, he has some cool variants, and at three three, he's just a joke. How? What would you? Okay, what about a four six? Four six, the favorite, the favorite stat line. Yeah. Um, four six. I like spreading out the effects a little bit because then you've got the threes are taken up by kind of storm and magic, and then you bump up, and then you have legion at five. Mm-hmm. Four six, because then you have yeah you have Scarlet Witch at two, Storm Magic at three, Rhino at four, Legion at five. I don't, I almost feel like then he's too expensive to see play because he's not going to feed into any Zabu. play style. Zabu. Yeah, he gets one point cheaper yeah, and he's but, a three six, but he doesn't but like the thing. build I'm already synergies for anything else in the deck. True, uh, but I'm already seeing Legion sneak his way into some uh, some Darkhawk lists. As yeah, a I actually like that version. Now, yes, th- it's not a one-to-one ratio between the two cards, right? But if he was a 4-6 that could get reduced by Zabu, do you think that he would have a chance of just taking that spot of Legion, of just making a better location for them? Or is Legion's uh, uh, no, flexibility Legion... what he does too powerful? Yeah, Legion Legion still takes that spot over the four six Rhino, but I think that he could like Rhino would probably be played more than the point seven four percent that he is now, which is just three yeah. threes. Um, <laughs> that's the that's sad thing is that Rhino's fueling into an archetype that's kind of okay, but then he still doesn't get played very much. Um, I think that the Legion is giving that Hawk list a little bit more because you are able to expand the locations that add cards to the opponent's deck, which is huge. For that list and then you're also able to tech in something like luke cage and abuse any locations that will debuff cards and so with a high evolutionary lockdown being popular right now the the legion is good there legion being able to shut up the magic decks the mr negative that needed that extra turn legion says no all this kind of stuff that legion the utility of legion changing locations he has not played to is very dramatic oh i absolutely agree um, I, I was messing around with a bunch of different Legion lists, and one of them that I would kind of landed on as a possibility uh, was this. Remember, we talked about my Infinite list with yeah. uh, with like using magic and things like that. I slotted Legion in there because I was like, well, now I can go into the way of going. Okay, I'm gonna go magic, and I'm gonna try and just shoot for the Infinite play. But now I can also pivot and say, okay, now we're canceling the magic idea. And you can kind of be flexible. And I'm running the Shuri thing in there. Um, and I, I, uh, I played Shuri. So you would on... potentially cancel your magic on six if you don't like how the opponent is set up? Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I was and, wondering if um, you're just going to go Shuri into Legion and then have magic le- limbo everywhere and then still uh, wait for your drop. Sometimes, but more often than not, I, I, I did, uh, I did um, Shuri and then I did Legion on... Um, uh on shuri making him pretty big yeah and it's changed everything to uh monster metropolis and i had the extra power to where i got the buffs yes. of those cards yes. um and i just just got the win you're running all the big boys they're gonna win those monster metro battles it's true it's true yeah yeah i, I like think the that there's offers 
there's a lot for to to recommend him. Releasing in series four is incredible. He could have been a series five release, I think. Mm. I think he could have taken Echo's spot as a series five release, um, and people still would have been very well, happy with this. I mean, he was coming into this season. He was touted as the worst of the bunch. Yes. And so I'm wondering. Glenn then tweets out hours before his release. Yes, he <laughs> yeah. works with Storm. And then everybody's like, just, Ooh, let's Which, go, baby. We so talked is, about this last time. I was like, there's no way he doesn't work with Storm in that way. If they showed in the fucking dev video of him yeah. hitting a Storm lane, it didn't show the but full then thing. They specifically right? cut before the next turn. <laughs> yeah. But, like, why show it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have heard that even like the um, the current interaction of Mirror Dimension, which is what the community was going off of, is not necessarily where the developers want it to be. Yeah, they might actually be changing. They, to. they might be changing Mirror Dimension to work a little more intuitively with the flooded locations, with so all locking down more consistently. Which that would be nice because it always was a very very strange thing to have happen. Like as a new player watching that is like this one didn't lock down. <laughs> My yeah. opponent still got to play there. They weren't supposed to get to play there. I just lost. And that felt terrible. Yeah, especially if it's a straight-up copy of the uh, location as it is that turn. Yes. In which, if it is doing that, then it should be copying the a flood location that is now a turn removed from its uh, initial creation and should lock down. That's why, that's why it made sense to me that Legion worked in that way. Because I'm like, yeah, it should. It should work. It's a direct copy. All right. So what are the highs that you see this Legion Storm combo reaching? Because as because of the place that Old Galactus was in, I think there's going to be a lot of decks that are going to be called like the New Galactus. This mm-hmm. is getting claims of being the New Galactus. He has the hallmarks. Locking down the game early, manipulating the locations so they're unplayable. This is what Galactus was doing. He was destroying locations and then playing something that would, that would lock you out. Um, he had a, a pretty tight combo that you had to hit in terms of an energy cheat, and then the Galactus, and this one, you have to hit the Storm at the right time, and then the Legion. What do you think, Brad? Is this actually going to be the new Galactus? No, not even close. It's not even comparable, because Galactus was something in the, his original form, uh, didn't need to be winning the location, and then you could follow it up with a Spider-Man, which is, again, asymmetrical. Something similar as well that I, I, I mentioned this on Twitter uh, right before he released as well. People that were claiming he's going to be the new, uh, the Storm thing with him is going to be the new Zabu original thing with Spider-Man Absorbing Man. And I'm oh, like, yeah. it's not, because that's asymmetrical. When yeah. you get that lined off, I can be playing against you, Teddy, right? And you yeah. have power outscaling me across the board. I on five go the double Spider-Man thing. I now have the ability to continue playing the game to beat your power that you presented the first five turns. You can't. With him, with Legion and Storm, everything's over. You need to establish early game power, which is why we're seeing some lists running things like Silk. Lizard's making a bit more of a resurgence in these kind of lists. Uh, of course, the High Evo package with Sunspot, Nebula, Cyclops, all these early cards, even Misty Knight, all these early yeah. cards that are able to generate a lot of power and continue upscaling beyond, the, uh, beyond those final turns is what makes this deck viable. Also being in an established archetype already with a good base around them in general and essentially giving them a little extra of a toy to pivot into different ways to give you another access to win off of is why the deck is good. 
But to compare it to Galactus, something that doesn't need to be winning a lane, can do something that's asymmetrical, uh, can definitely play a bit more off guard or like uh, it doesn't even have to be off guard, but like it could be a bit more of like you just can't stop this kind of thing where limbo magic cosmo understanding priority and gaining priority against a matchup especially in conquest where you're going to be going against it and you know your opponent has this that all comes into play and is far more easy to manage from your own perspective against the legion across the table from you where galactus is just like eh, you're kind of hoping they just don't have it they don't have the correct sequence yes you can do things like debris and polaris and move things uh, but how often were you running these very specific cards to stop Galactus? Whereas now, what was the number one card that you just said is being played in the last seven days? Magic. And I'm sure Stormstock is going up as well and things like yeah. that. Or you're playing Legion yourself. You have counters to the Legion lockdown with cards that naturally are far more likely to occur and exist in your average deck than things like Debris to stop Galactus. So no, this is not the next Galactus by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, Storm is uh, number 12 right now, so she's very high. Very high. Um, yeah, like it has some of the hallmarks again, and when your deck is built to be able to play around this condition, you put your opponent... Like, if the opponent doesn't have any answers... They're probably mm-hmm. going to have the same feeling of an inevitable loss and like watching just everything locked down the opponent then pass them with their scaling factors on the last turn. It can hit you with that same mental feeling, but I think overall the deck is not going to see the same triumphs that Galactus mm-hmm. had. Like The final version of Galactus before his latest alteration was insane. It was winning tournaments. It was the highest seen deck on ranked ladder. Um, it was nuts because it hit... It was so consistent. Even if the opponents knew it was coming, it could still beat you, which was wild. And I hate this one in two I, hours, and I'm horrible at the game, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that Legion, like, he doesn't have to have this deck succeed to be good. He can work in a lot of no, other places. Yeah, of so he doesn't have to hang his hat on, on this being, like, the best form, even, um, for him to see play. It's kind of like yeah. how Spider-Man could just be played in a multitude of different decks. Yeah, of course, yes. Spider-Man's obvious home is going to be a lockdown dedicated deck with things like Professor Rex or Daredevil or Storm and stuff like that, or even with alongside Legion now in his current form. Um, that's, of, of course, where you're going to play Spider-Man. But you know where else you can play yeah. him? Surfer played him instead of Sarah in a lot of instances that we saw that's that the, pop up yeah. recently. When people were cutting Sarah for uh, Spider-Man and winning, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and people, Brad, back in the day, Spider-Man was a forecast and we were not playing him. That was that's one of the wild ones to me is like how slow we were to find well, Spider-Man. The I think the little tiny bump up in power the from 3 to 4 does make a bit more of a difference, right? Um I know you're shaking your head, but genuinely, <laughs> yes, they should have been playing Spider-Man more often. Um but yeah. Spider-Man at 4 wasn't able to stand out on his own because he felt a lot more like a setup play. You go Spider-Man into Professor X, right? Or Spider-Man into something behind it to be like, you can't take this lane down anyway now kind of thing. Where now that he's a five and really is his own respective thing, it's able to showcase what he can do far more effectively. And I think Legion's in a similar boat of, you know, like a Spider-Man, he can go in a multitude of different decks to showcase his strengths uh, as well as his weaknesses, of course, because there are some locations where you just 
uh, I saw, let me put it this way. I saw people, like a thread on the Reddit, on the subreddit talking about Legion, and they said that someone was like, oh, it's like the, the best investment of 2,500 tokens they've ever done because they counted the rebate into that. And someone fair said, enough, fair enough. Legion has given me simultaneously the greatest wins and the greatest losses ever playing this game. And I think that's accurate. Legion can do some crazy shit. And whether you're on the winning side of it or not, I think you have to kind of sit there and stand in awe of what uh, these all these locations can do. My favorite with the lockdown thing, last thing I'll say about that, is hitting a Project Pegasus and being like, oh, my sunspot just up. scales crazy now. <laughs> Yo, that's insane. Yeah, some of the, the extra energy ones are wild. Yeah. The um the moving around like Great Web <laughs> or even Ant Maze. Suddenly you get new Ant Maze to be able to play to mm-hmm. here at the end of the game and watch stuff all all spam around. The bar with no name is the most like clenching moments. <laughs> it's it's the new Doc Ock and say a prayer on Bar with No Name, right? Which yeah. is still one of my favorite things to do in the game, by the way. When I, when when High Evil Lockjaw was the top deck, and I was playing uh, my Dark Hawk uh, Doc Ock deck, and I see Bar with No Name come up, I'm like, "All right, yep, snap, we snap, slam them. Let's see what happens." And I just see Hulk come down, and I'm like, "Oh, this is the greatest day ever. This is the best day ever." Uh, so yeah, I think that's a very similar vein. <laughs> it's of like Legion. Hulk, magic. Oh no. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, now magic would be the thing, right? Uh, she would. So she would. That's why Legion might have a step above Doc Ock in this sense. So yeah, there's a lot of funny things you can do. Or Mojo World, where it's like suddenly, I I just have more cards than you do, and I win. Yeah. Very simple, isn't that? Isn't that funny? So looking at where things are at right now, Brad, we are in the the post. The kind of the excitement around the OTA has died down. The bounce nerfs seem like they've really stuck. I'm not seeing bounce played. How happy are you in our our post-bounce, post-Lockjaw Evo meta? So, Haivo's not dead. Um, I think the Lockjaw version has lost a lot of steam, but the Lockdown version is You might as well play just the the Jane Jaw without him now, right? Because you're getting Mm -hmm. a, a dead card in High Evolutionary. Just cut that for a good card. Yeah, and then for, play for, like, a, for an O2 is what you're trading off to, and now is sometimes Big Hulk. So yeah, yeah. I think that's correct. Um, yeah. Just do just cut High Evo for something a bit more uh, like maybe like a Vision, like that old version where you can actually like yep. play him and be decent, or you can come out and then you can move him, and then Infinite in the Hulk slot or Magneto or something. Do you want magic, or do you want to just be able to run your turns and like kind of gas out at six? I think magic is a very similar thing in the Lockjaw deck as it is in Surfer, where I feel like there's something about the way the deck's constructed where it's just able to uh, maximize its effectiveness by curving out effectively one through six, and throwing in an extra turn actually is more so at the detriment to the deck's success as opposed to its uh, you know, helping it. Um, I could be wrong on that. I do feel very strongly about that with Surfer, though. I think, I think you have to I think go I'm with a very you, different like, build. Looking at kind of, if you were like to graph out the average power produced by these decks, I think on turn six with Jane Jaw, you're -hmm. hitting more power than enemy decks. But then if you go to turn seven, while you can still add a lot, I think other decks will be able to add even more. Yeah, because other decks that are trying to utilize... Uh, another turn seven are things like your combo decks with your Mr. Negative decks or your Living Tribunal decks and things like that, you know? So, yeah. Speaking of which, by the way, did you see that they're looking to possibly change the way 
Mr. Negative Works with big cards to be like the peak where they yes. top out at six and no longer ha- your tribunal won't be in this case a nine six and people are like oh boy Mr. Negative Living Tribunal how do you feel about that kind of deck and then we'll get back to uh, Haiva real quick and bounce I just want a quick tangent Oh, Mr. Negative Living Tribunal. Interesting, interesting. I don't know how I feel about that because obviously you get the, the he loves running Iron Man. He can run the Onslaught now with that alteration as well quite comfortably. You're still going to be able to play some cheap cards around it and then just try and like burst all of your power into those final couple of turns. You want to play magic anyway. It might make sense. I just feel like your plan B is I roll over and die. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe not because if you just draw them normally, like uh, I can play the 6-9 version or I can play the 6-6 six, six version. Mm-hmm. The, the key card is the Iron Man, right? Turning yeah. Iron Man into whatever Mark 42 armor is, zero five has always been game-breaking. I, I'm a big fan of Living Tribunal decks, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm to a see big fan of them versions. as well. And actually, you know, thinking about it, like the the problem is that on turn four, I've often been trying to set up protection. You need, mm. I think, you're going to need like Cosmo or Invisible Woman early to make it work, and then make your combo more complex. But like, really, the the combo is like five, six, and seven. <laughs> yeah, is when you're putting down your big stuff. So turn four, playing Mister Negative. That's fine. And then if you draw inverted Iron Man to surprise the opponent, all the better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to go back to Haivo and stuff like that, I do think that the lockdown version has taken quite a bit of hit in its stock. The lockdown version is still very good. You have a you still have a 4-9 in your deck with the thing that is supremely underplayed, by the way. And most of these lists I'm seeing with like the Legion lockdown, I know it's a bit hard to kind of squeeze them in. Real quick, cut Chavez. I don't think it's that big of a deal for the consistency. You shouldn't be all in. Like, I think the idea is like, oh, I want to hit my Storm Legion thing, right? But I would rather just consistently play very good cards. And then if it happens to work out in that way where I can do that sequence, I will. Otherwise, I'm happy to play a 4-9. Because now in games where I don't hit my Legion and stuff like that now, and I draw Chavez, my best play is to drop a 6-9. Well, guess what? I don't get my Cyclops hit. I don't get my extra energy to Misty Knight or to Sunspot, right? But if I play the thing who is effectively a 4-9 and I get to proc everything else, do that. Um, so, yeah, please please play the thing. Uh, but Bounce... Bounce needs to be... I want to add on to your thing. So the the highest win rate cards based on the last week Mm -hmm. is Abomination, Misty Knight, Sentinel for some reason, Cyclops thing. So it's just Honest Evo is like putting down so much power. Uh, Yeah, dude. uh, The classic like hazmat version of it too might be a very good play uh, to go with now as well. Um, Yeah. But today I did commentary on the Snap.Fan Open and one of the decks that we saw be played was a bounce deck uh, that I commented over, and it topped out at four. Was it? And it is a sing a single four cost. Can you guess what its single four cost was in that deck? Shang Chi. Nope, it was Nick Fury. So the okay, bounce okay. deck with was, a collector was playing the collector was playing Agent Thirteen, Agent Coulson, yeah, Quinjet. And then your bounce stuff, your kitty, your Angela, your uh, a Sentinel, 
um, your uh, bishop and uh, stuff like that, right? That was what it was going off of. And I found this interesting because it wasn't running Hitmonkey. It was yeah. just going with the backup plan of like random stuff with that generation, which I find to be very interesting in Conquest because now there is no learning what your deck is really doing anymore. Uh, you still have a very solid shell of what the bounce game plan can do with your beast and stuff like that with your kitty and thing and everything. But now you have this fallback of like, I can just go into, you know, Quinjet and then Nick Fury six drop, six drop. And they don't know what's going to happen because I don't even know what's going to happen. Like, so bounce needs to, I'm not saying that's the, the correct list moving forward. Right. But I'm saying it was super cool to see and bounce needs to evolve beyond what the old version was too often do we see a nerf happen and someone's everyone's like well just i'll, I'll try playing the same exact version and then it's just the definition of insanity you slam your head against the wall over and over again and then like yeah. why is this deck not working because they changed half the deck figure out a new build find a new way to kind of play bounce and maybe something along these lines is the way to go but you need to think outside the box is what i'm saying yeah, but that core of Kitty, Angela, Collector, Bishop, really good. <laughs> Very good. And then were they running Beast as well? They were, yeah. Okay. Uh, no Did Falcon they have Dino? They, but they didn't run Dino. No, no Dino. Okay. Uh, let me, okay. I can tell you the exact list. Give me like 15 seconds. Let me pull it up because I, I, it, yeah, was seen, the, uh, it was in the... I've thing. seen some of these agent decks go away from Dino, which I generally take as a mistake. But if you're running Kitty... There's some anti-synergy there between Kitty and Dino, so I can understand um, yeah. that that alternate take. And then you're looking at Coulson. No, he creates four and five, so no one's going to give you, like, multiple bishop. Are they running Maria Hill? No, so here's the list. Uh, Agent like Maria 13. Hill could actually... What if you? What if we theory-crap this? Is Maria Hill sure. better? You get to roll for a second Kitty, and you get to roll for a second Angela. Yeah. I mean, or Collector. What are your bad hits? What are there any one or two drops that you hit that you're just like shit? Like uh, maybe a snow guard or like an ebony maw too late. I mean, yeah, the too late ebony maw is just like a true dud. Anything like uh, the zero or blade, you're probably not going to be able to use very well. And then out of the two, like there are some situational stuff, but I feel like overall, I don't know, Maria Hill might just be able to roll with that deck. Yeah, and also being pretty low-costed herself and being a 2-3 is nothing to scoff at, I suppose. Um, but yeah, here's the list. It's Agent 13, Kitty Pride, Quinjet, Angela, the Collector, Armor, Sentinel, Bishop, Magic, Agent Coulson, Beast, and Nick Fury. The ones I they found are to be running suspect, Magic, yes. Magic makes because sense because get... of Nick Fury being on a... With Quinjet, you get to play all three of your six drops now, right? Yes. Um that's pretty cool. Uh, I, mean, I just think of like once you, because bounces so much in like setting up your carries, the Bishop, the Angela, the Collector, then the energy efficiency of playing Kitty one time is insane. So of course, yeah. if you could do that again, you're probably going to be able to outpace your opponent. Yeah, the only one I was suspect on a little bit was armor. I understand the thinking. If they do the invisible woman thing to, you know, yeah. you're, but you're really only trying to protect Kitty at that point. I could care less about Quinjet or Agent getting sniped earlier. There we um, go. Turn it into Maria Hill. Yeah, I, I think that might be the play. Or just something a bit more consistent, like even just like a lizard, for example, right? Just something that's a bit more powerful. Um, 
I would look into the idea of maybe uh, a Sarah control list of like what they're doing. And then to kind of do this mishmash of that. Like you have to, you have to look at other decks and see what makes them successful that runs similar types well, that, of cards. And that could be what they're looking that. at. They could be looking at like, I lose to Nimrod destruction going into turn seven. So I need mm-hmm. armor or I lose to something like that. And that's why they're bringing it in. I wonder if you need Rogue to be able to stop them, Mr. Negative, or if they're actually keeping up with Mr. Negative, or if they're actually like really counting on Coulson, giving them the control card, just feed it in, because you get yeah. rolls for Shang-Chi and Enchantress there. It's just so inconsistent, so I wonder if you just want Enchantress, or sorry, Rogue Native. I don't know. Hard to say. I, 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 do, I do think there's something maybe there worth discussing. Um, yeah. It's just, it's hard to, it, it's hard to say how competitive a certain deck can be because at the end of the day, we are talking about random card generation, which has yeah. its obvious, you know, positives and negatives. Right. So it, it's hard to definitively say that's the correct way to go about it. But I found it to be very interesting. Nonetheless, it is very interesting. Do you think that, man, I was like, is move going to come on beyond the come up with the big change to, um, spider ghost spider but it's like in the location lockdown meta move is is rolling over and dying like they can't stand the professor x i feel like thanos is the heir apparent to the we always have this happen it's like metas kind of gel and what usually happens is where they nerf the high performer and then the guy who is already kind of coming up even just inherits the title of the best deck i feel like thanos location lockdown is that right now yeah, so um, to give you a little uh, insight to the uh, the metagame today at the Snap Open, Thanos ongoing or slash Thanos control was the highest yeah. representation of like 30-something-ish decks out of the 170-something. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I so, mean, Lambie won with it and, uh, yeah. a while ago. so And it made sense, right? Uh, quite a bit of Legion, right? Quite a bit of that. Uh, a single Nimrod deck... Actually, no. No Nimrod decks, actually. None. There were none. No Nimrod in the tournament at all. Um, there were two Living Tribunal decks in totality. One nice. Modoc deck was what I was thinking of, not Nimrod. Okay. One, one traditional discard. Um, I think and- discard's just back. The Spider Ham was literally all that it was that was knocking it out for a little while. Discard is good. So... Spider Ham's still a very good card, though, is yeah. in that two slot. Now, you are removing it from certain decks, and its biggest deck took the biggest hit, of course. So his stock has gone down quite a bit. Do you think they still follow through with that change they were talking about or alluding to in the OTA of, like, we don't like how the pig thing interacts with some of these cards, and we're going to have something to change this? Uh, or does that... Because like, I, I kind of feel like that just ruins... Maybe not ruins, but takes away what the card does. I would be okay if it hit a random one, honestly. I think I would be fine if they did that change. I I don't know if they're going to do it because he saw such a dramatic drop in play that I don't know if he's going to warp the meta anymore. And so the developers have also been pretty adamant and like their design philosophy is to have counter cards available to beat potentially anything. If you get wrecked multiple times in a row by Iron Man, you can then choose yourself to bring an ongoing kill card and say, I'll never lose to Iron Man again. If you repeatedly get wrecked by discard, 
you can bring in Spider Ham and then just pick Apocalypse and then and then stop that. So I think he might just stay. You could, but really I was playing the other day and I was playing a, a Nimrod Destruction deck and I ran into a discard deck and it was like discard versus destruction. This is like. It takes me back. This yeah. feels like how the game is meant to be. These two archetypes going toe-to-toe. We don't really interact. We're just kind of racing each other. It was really fun. Um, I have a soft spot for discard decks. I, I find them to be very uh, very fun, very enjoyable. Um, destroy decks, not as much. I'll play them occasionally if I'm feeling up for it. But, like, it's weird. I'm a huge fan of Venom and, like, Carnage and things like that as uh, being a big Spider-Man fan of, and everything. I love those storylines. Um, like Maximum Carnage is a, is a phenomenal run that I'm always a fan of, um, but that just those decks don't seem to scratch that itch, right? Of like of like uh, uh, whatever my third eye is seeking for for, it, for Marvel Snap enjoyment. Um, I, I usually just really want something obscenely complicated for no good reason give me as many lines as possible and make my life a living hell to figure out how to win each game that's that those are kind of decks i love in card games uh so <laughs> i guess it's funny how so is destroy do, do you play this mr negative deck oh i, feel I like no, mr negative is kind of there uh, not really because the lines are pretty straightforward once you get your negative to go off um and uh you know, Iron Man, Mystique, get as much power as you can. And there's a little bit of that nuance of like knowing how much power to, you know, output. But outside of that, I really don't feel like there's enough going on to really uh, make my brain feel like it's melted. Like, okay, have you ever played in any um, like RCQ or like big like event in like a paper game or even digital for like a card game? Like like a long standing event for, like that goes on for several hours of multiple rounds? Yeah, yeah. You know how your brain feels after? Yeah. Just like just done, gassed out. I want that feeling. I'm chasing that feeling from the decks gotcha. that I play. And if I can if I can reach that feeling of my brain by you know, match three of this eight round tournament. Uh, I'm doing a good job <laughs> of my deck go. selection. So, gotcha. That's what I see. I feel like I do love Mister Negative because, like, while the plays might be obvious depending on how it goes off, there's still going to be different combos based on mm-hmm. what is inverted and what's not. It's like it feels very fresh every time you come to it. And I think this magic change is putting him firmly in the meta. Like, I think he's a bit of a dark horse for, like, top of the meta because he's so vulnerable and susceptible to both bad draw, not finding negative, and then control cards especially. Mm. The ongoing hate wrecks him right now, and then if he's going to tech a protection card, that's slowing him down a fair bit as well. Invisible Woman might actually be able to fit in pretty smoothly, but then you're sacrificing one of your high roll cards off of the negative. We'll see if he ends up sticking around or if he's just a pretender, but I think he does stick around. Yeah, he's one of those one of those decks that just kind of ebbs and flows, right, with every new uh, new release. I feel like every time there's an OTA, every time there is a patch, I hop in ladder and I see two decks, destroy and negative. It's just yeah. those are the default people go to for new metas. I find that to be very interesting. Well, I think that yeah, like destroy is like a baseline. This is good. It hits tempo pretty much all the time, and then negative yeah. they have like their new toy. You can kind of yeah. always play negative, and if you hit the high roll, you'll be able to beat anything. Um, and so that's that's comforting to people. Is like, I don't know what I should build. Oh, but Mr. Negative can always win if I get the right combo, so I'll play that. Or like Hella, right? 
Hella can always beat my opponent, yeah, and I don't know what to build with these new cards. Man. Not a fan, not a fan. Just, again, like, uh, I, I like every deck in Snap. I don't think there's a single deck I really dislike. I will play any deck anytime. It's just I, it, they're negative in, like, Destroy and stuff like that are not the decks I find myself going back to. Right? Okay. Um, I think my number one just turn off my brain. I'm just, I'm, I have like five minutes to go play a game on my lunch break or whatever, like my 15 break at work. It's uh, Sandman Ramp. That is my go to for just gotta <laughs> That's play. That's the comfort food. Yeah, because it's just yeah. like, do I have ramp? Can I do thing? Okay. That's we did it. That's it. I don't have to worry about what my opponent's doing Zola, too much. Zola Panther, Zola Panther. Yes, my favorite <laughs> thing in all of Marvel Snap is still going uh, Panther on four, Zola on five, Odin on Zola. Oh, oh, yep. it makes me so happy. Just seeing just seeing Zola hit Odin, and he's like, "Let's go again." <laughs> it just makes me beautiful, really happy. Beautiful successor to the leader, Odin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which uh, I'll, that's yeah. also in the deck, and I'll still do it. By the way, yeah, uh, depending oh, yeah, on the 100%. matchup, if I if I see my opponent just doing one thing at a time, or I was able to get Sandman down early, uh, like on on four, and I'm like, you know what, I think it's time to leader Odin, and that one. Are you bringing great. Leech back? I'm seeing people bringing Leech back. Uh, Leech isn't in that deck at the moment, just because of the Zola Panther package. You know, it's it's hard to Makes make it, very it tight. fit. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I You're working under the Red Sox. I, I yeah, I think Leech never should have uh, really left the meta completely. I think their change. It's so funny how the change literally was more so of a quality of life change than a direct power level change. Yes, of course, not hitting your opponent on turn three or turn four in a lockjaw deck with Leech is uh, is a bit of a nerf, right? But he still serves the function of what he's meant to do, and. Where was Leech in the bounce meta? Like, isn't that we fantastic? It is genuinely, isn't that a fantastic hit? Like against bounce of like your hit monkey's no. gone. Your kitty is just a blanket. I mean, kitty's still big, right? Um, your bounce, Mysterio I, doesn't work anymore. I don't think that it would have worked against bounce because bounce learned that they can dump on six or five, and then on six they just play Chavez. To okay, still get you. Fair. Because, like, Bounce lived through wave control tech that mm -hmm. became more popular. That's true. And it still, it still did really well, so uh, Leech would be the same thing. I still think Bleach is a is an underrated card. I think I think people just... Yeah. Nerfs happen, and people are like the, uh, the you know, Andy with, uh, with Woody and Toy Story, I don't want to play with you anymore meme, right? Pretty and much. it's just, it's too often. It happens too often. Where they just immediately drop off this this uh, this card or, or deck, um, or don't give a deck a, ch a card a chance anymore, um, which I think has partially happened to Bounce. By the way, I think Bounce's meta share plummeting is mostly because people just don't want to put in the effort to find the new way to build Bounce, and that's it's as simple as that. Not that Bounce is We're bad. We're waiting for Lambie to win another tournament with it. That's what we got away for, Brad. <laughs> The the meta sheeple gotta have their leader. <laughs> I can't Volum. can't build my own deck. I have to. Uh, and I, there's nothing wrong with net decking, by the way. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I just wish no, we had especially more creative when, like, minds in the game. Yeah, when you don't have a lot of time to play and you're playing in a always in a competitive environment with the way that Snap is set up right now, you want to play something that's proven to be good. So, 
Yeah. Speaking of proven to be good, we're going to be looking at stuff that have yet to be proven to be good over on your side of the channel. So we're going to wrap up here over on my side and talk about what's coming in the data mines, the very far future. And I love seeing these because it's fun to look at old data mines from before and be like, I remember looking at this card over and over and over again, and then it finally came out, and it was nothing like uh, it released. We have a few of those to look at. So we'll see you guys over there. Hope you enjoyed. Bye-bye. Hey, Teddy, we have some wonderful news to go off of real quick. But first, before I get there, where can the viewers find you and watch more of your content or get to know the wonderful mind that is Teddy, the board game enthusiast, Ninja? Yeah, so I'm hanging out on the YouTubes at Teddy Ninja's free month, which as well at Teddy Ninja 15, streaming Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Take a lot of your suggestions for decks. You guys can watch me grind it out on Conquest with all of the latest and greatest tech. Beautiful. And you can find me, same thing, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff, at Bradsifer. Not doing enough streaming yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there, I promise. But enough about me. Enough about you, Teddy. They're already watching us. We have some news coming next week on the next episode we have a wonderful special guest do me the honors teddy who's joining us the founding patron of the podcast is making his glorious return not in a regular setup but he is coming back to be able to talk mirage that's right brad we have the one the only blue spruce coming right back at us and that is michael thurman and you get to hear his wonderful voice every time this episode rolls through where he does that beautiful part at the end reading off uh, that's hosted by myself and by you originally made by him, uh, which I'm very happy that we, uh, ended up having him do that. So yeah, he's back. He's the founding father and we get to talk Mirage. So until then, enjoy the rest of the episode guys. And we'll see you next week with Michael. And then we'll go into you whenever you're ready. Welcome back, my friends, to Can't Stop Snapping. We were able to break down. We did our Meta Minute looking at Legion. So much hype over there. And we kind of said that Move is uh, not doing so hot. We're now going to review some of the cards that have been lost in the annals, the dark, deep files of Snap. Many of these cards have been there for, for quite some time. With placeholder stats and abilities, some of these are completely outdated and horrifically bad. Some of these are insanely broken. So uh, Brad and I are going to do a quick review on if we think the cards are going to have to be changed to actually come into the game, and then what potential effects they could have. If you are a Move fan, stay tuned. There is, there is help on the way. We promise. Um, coming out with the very first card, we're going Alpha by name, Annihilus. 6-5, on reveal, each of your cards randomly chooses a location to move to. Finally, an alternate to the Heimdall that's going to be able to shuffle-shuffle any which direction. The moving chaos here. I can actually see this coming into the game with this with this ability, Brad. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um, so, on reveal, each of your cards randomly chooses a location to move to. And that can cause The wording is weird. Randomly chooses a location to move to. What so I'm envisioning, they can choose to say no, no location at all? I'm actually envisioning that they, well, I'm envisioning that they, they still have to choose to move, like it has to be a, a one that would cause them to move, but they could choose something that conflicts with somebody else. 
I don't know if it's that they do it in order, one at a time, or if they all choose and then they start moving. And if it's full, then they would conflict, you know? Because that's a huge downside to Heimdall right now. If you don't have space, they just gum up on each other in the left and right spaces. If this lets you get, you know, cards piecemealing, like just one free space could still have everything leapfrog around, that could go insane. It could. Um, We've already seen the chaos that can happen with like things like Silk, right? That's already in the game. Um, So being able to just do that on command with all of your cards can be very interesting. It's like a super Heimdall, but one that you also have no control over. So it's hard to kind of quantify (laughs) how powerful this is. Uh, There's going to be, look, man, if Silk's any indication, some games I'm like, Silk, yes! And then other games I'm like, Silk, no! Which feels like I'm saying no a bit more often (laughs) when it comes to that card. Now, that might be the same with Annihilus here. Yeah, it's weird. So a lot of the move carries, right, they're built... I think in general, so they have to move twice to hit tempo. Some of them only move once, and then they're looking pretty good. Um, and there's enough of them now that you can kind of just play on curve up until Annihilus. You have a, a 1, 2, 3, and 4 drop. 4 drop being the um, 2099. And then for 5, you kind of do whatever you want. And then 6, you drop Annihilus, and everybody shuffles. Yeah, uh, that, sounds, <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. All right, so we're happy with this. Not sure when Annihilus will fit in thematically. Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon, because move definitely needs something. We've got several cards here, so we'll keep on moving. Black Knight, this is already outrageous, overpowered to me. He's a one, so he's... This guy we're looking at... We've already had um, scheduled release date, I think, for Spooktober? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe around that timing. But his data mine is a 1-2 when this is destroyed to draw a card. This is already... We kind of already know that he's not going to release this way because we have Ebony Blade, which is his sword, as like a generated token that on reveal, if your Black Knight is here, destroy the highest power enemy cards here. Um, so there's going to be some kind of Dakin Thor weapon creating synergy instead. Yeah. But if we just look at like a card existing at this stat line with this ability, what do you think? I, I think it's too um, much. It's a a bit too much, most likely. It's just too consistent to uh, draw a card. It's it's uh, it's yeah. asymmetrical, which always makes card draw very good. Uh, it's reason crystal draws a card for both players and things like that. And then this being at a one two, also uh, boring. I-, I would say for two reasons. Yeah. Uh, a, it's just blanket good. Uh, why not run kind of thing, right? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, it's just like any character that you put in this role. I'm never a fan of these kind of cards because I want my cards to be there. I want my cards to be played and I want you to, you know, appreciate the variants I have for them and things like that. And he's destined to die. Nova on turn two or three every time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Nova at least has potential to the long game, right. Of doing that. Um, And uh, even that makes me a little sad. I wish they gave Nova a, bigger animation to compensate for like the fact that he's going to be gone. Right. Um, but yeah, black Knight's such a cool character. You're telling me, and again, it's not going to be this card, but in his original version, he's just going to die every time. And some of the variants too, by the way, for this card are insane. Ooh, yeah. So, they're, they're gearing up to the full release. This card's release is not on the too distant future. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to what, and with the breeding, the ebony blade, he sounds pretty exciting. Yeah. So I, I, just not a fan of that type of effect for that those two reasons. 
But I mean, it's probably going to happen at some point. There's an effect of that vein probably will go into the game. Will it? The developers have been, they, they were like, energy cheats, yes, every energy cheat possible, we're going to make it at some point. But in terms of card draw, they're very stingy, very, and, and yeah, deck very thinning. Deck size. They've been very stingy with um, those kind of effects. So I don't know, they might just leave that kind of kind of out there you know you got to go down to the adam warlock which is <laughs> shivers when you it's just you when it's only you drawing a card right yeah make adam warlock a one drop please buff him nope one zero do not do this this one is a zero. terrible idea do not listen to brad my co-host is not <laughs> reflecting the the full opinions of the cancel Epic podcast <laughs> moving on we got blink three one this is our, our move potential move savior uh you can move this each turn when it moves plus one power starting at a three one once again is this what move has been missing? Um, One, I think that she could be played like this. It's a little slow, but I think that she could be playable just like this. Yeah, it's it's a it's. I'd like to see her a bit lower in cost, but then you have her directly competing with things like dagger, and then you don't want dagger to get cut from your deck. Uh, you don't want to make her a one drop because a she'll probably be too good as a one drop, and b then you're making your move deck very much the Killmonger fucks up my game plan every single time deck with like Human Torch and Ghost Spider and then this card. So I, I'm okay with it being a three cost. Maybe it should be a, a bit bigger on the base power um, because if you move this three times, it finishes as a three, four. That doesn't well, seem... so it's whenever it moves, not just the beginning of the turn move. So True. if you move it and then another effect, you want it, it's still going to be able to scale. So you iron fist it at the beginning, that scales it, and then you have the freedom of movement. You uh, go spider it, you end up Doctor Stranging it, you cloak it, stuff like this. You're but... looking at being able to buff Craven twice in a normal curved out game, um, uh-huh. playing it off on the side and then on four going to Craven, five going away, six going back. Um, maybe the base power does need to be a little bit higher. Yeah, or maybe it should be... This is, this is dangerous, don't be wrong, but mm. maybe plus two each time it moves. Um, because, yes, naming off all the cards that can move her, there are a few, uh, quite a few enablers in the deck, but that's the ceiling. The floor, I'm thinking... You're probably playing Iron Iron Fist on one or two anyway to get like a ne- immediate value off Human Torch or Multiple Man, right? And then playing this, then like Ghost Spider, uh, to or like maybe like you go, you can't even Ghost Spider. Then uh, well, you can go Ghost Spider. Then maybe you can go Doctor Strange. Maybe she's big enough, but then it's probably not going to be pulling her. Uh, and then you got to yeah. go like Heimdall and stuff. Like I, it's just. There's a lot of magical Christmas land in Annihilus too. That's really got to make this get big uh, to where at that point, maybe you just run Bishop instead <laughs> for that type of an effect. Just get blanket guess, one for every card you play as opposed to every time it moves. That seems a bit more achievable in my mind than where this is at now. Yeah, she's kind of, I mean, for the three costs, she's competing directly with Vulture, right? And Vulture has that pop-off. You move him once a 3-8. That's good. You can play him at any point. As long as he gets yeah, that, that move too. once, you're, you're pretty happy. So you need Blink to be able... She's You want her to be more valuable if played early, right? And then yeah. her ability to choose where she's going and always get you a move to like keep the wheels turning because sometimes move just like hits a point where they're like, well, I have all cards that want to move and nothing that will move them. So my <clears> combos <throat> aren't hitting. I'm just setting up cards. And Blink will always give you that little bit of progress. I have an idea. All right. Make her once per turn plus three. 
All right, all right. I I'm also just loving the animation idea for this character, Dimension Door. Oh pops, yeah, that blinks that across seems like it's it writes yeah. itself, right? I'm I'm imagining the uh, the Nightcrawler Bamf uh, type of uh, effect. Which, by the oh, way, yeah. I love that Bamf is the is the uh, the way that they've always animated Nightcrawler in the comics to sh- like it's like Thwip, right? For Spider Man, some of these yeah. sound effects are like, just fantastic. But Bamf makes me laugh because every time I read it, I'm like badass motherfucker. Every time. Yeah. It's fantastic. Because Nightcrawler <laughs> is. He's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. So we've also got move in the name of the next card. Blob. <laughs> Ongoing. Nothing can move this to another location. He's a 3-4. Like, this is a joke. It has to change. Yeah. My favorite thing about this card is that I can't wait to fucking sort by move and then see this asshole and then Cyclops next to each other. <laughs> yes. Move. It's let's like, move. No, let's not move. Nothing's going to move me. <laughs> he's got to be, if this is the ongoing ability, he's got to be a three, six. He has to be tempo because the ability, be huge. Is, yeah. the ability is not help. Yeah. He has to be like something the opponent would want to he's move. He's also and then blob. Yeah. Like that's a cool character. Like dude, I know he's not Captain America. I know he's not fucking Iron Man. I get it. He's a literally fat dude character, okay? I understand. But he's a cool character. There's so <laughs> many Marvel characters that are so interesting and cool. And this is not the... Like, I don't want Cyclops... Or not Cyclops, I'm sorry. Um, uh, fuck. Colossus. Fuck. Colossus 2.0. This yeah. is just Colossus 2.0. And if Colossus as a 2-3 is bad, Blob as a 3-4 is even worse. Change this fucking the thing shit. Is that the, the Colossus, the better parts of his ability are not having his power decreased and not being destroyed. Like Those all yes. people care about. Being moved, yes. people don't. People don't give a care. But Lob has to have a, a better base stat if this is going to stick around or the ability just has to be new. And I, I feel like there's fertile ground for the character to be changed. I have no idea what direction they want to take it. Just not this, please. Bullseye. One, two, we get into thinning the deck and tutoring cards, which you said you hate. I'm curious on your take on this one. On reveal, the next card you draw will be a two-cost card, if any are left. Do you like this kind of tech for uh, for card draw? I actually really like it. I think this is a very cool effect. Um, I think it is, too. Bullseye, it's, it's flavorful because in some instance, but not... As flavorful as I'd like to be for him, uh, but I'm I'm happy I'm happy to accept it. But thinking about cards like Zabu, um, like Psylocke, like ways to like really cheat out stuff or like Daredevil, um, and I don't think there's that many two drops that are so crazy impactful because again, it's the next card you draw will be that, not he draws yes. it. So it's yes. not supremely just like broken tutor it. It's uh, it's set your draw up next turn. It's just, it's a live by the sword, die by the sword situation, right? Because if you go all in on this kind of car, kind of effect and say, I'm going to play one two drop, being like Zabu, and then this guy to make sure I draw it. Well, if you don't have him on one. 100% the Kitty Finder. Like Hawk Zabu just runs bullseye and loves it, man. Yes. <laughs> uh, but then I'm wondering, like, when you don't have it, like I, it's, it's also I'm trying to think how necessary is he, because you're finding a two drop, that if you're building your deck the correct way, you could still win games without drawing it, and then in the case yes, of, but you do way better with market. Zabu, right? No, of course I agree. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 a good card. It's just uh, it's just I'm wondering if it's 
easy to be like on paper it's broken, but in practice it's not as impactful as we might think. Maybe not. Maybe not. I just feel like yeah, like Zabu is Zabu the only two cost that really matters to be played on turn two. Does destruction I mean, care to be able to find like Carnage or Wolverine? Maybe the Phoenix Force version that wants to find either Carnage That's or multiple true. man. My, That's my true. Life Phoenix Force effect. might play this as well. Um, I will say Zabu's uh, necessary for being played on turn two has gone down a bit because of magic's prevalence. Um, because seeing even I, I've had the games where I've played Zabu on turn four, and I'm like, oh, I have three more turns to play all these big guys, so I'm I'm okay with that, right? Um, so Zabu still is probably the one that's best played on turn two, right? Yeah. Uh, to really go into like especially like Wong and things like that, uh, or like negative, but. I'm not sure what else you would oh, really negative. want to go find with uh, with this card besides like a Zabu and things like that. It yeah, could just it, be a perfectly fine um, tempo type of card. Go get a Mirage, maybe. Yeah, yeah. If you want to be able to curve, yeah, Dino setup collector on curve every time or close to it. Think about this. This is a tailor-made build-your-own domino effect. Yes, it's the build your own domino. So, and I, I like it. I think it could be. I could. I think it could come in, and it's very hard to compete in the one cost price point. But I think this could actually have an effect that some creative deck builders are going to love having in the toolbox. So I'm actually quite looking forward to Bullseye. I hope that he does not change. One, two, on reveal. The next card you draw will be a two cost card if any are left. Yeah. Now I've got Elsa Bloodstone slated to release in three season alongside Black Knight. Her stat line now is a one one. At the end of each turn, if you are winning this location, plus one power. It's so bad, Brad. It's just yeah, Nebula, it's just, but worse. It's just the worst Nebula. This needs to be changed. Uh, yeah. Probably plus two power, right? Uh, at the very least, like Nebula. Um, now, I think then she could actually, you could still say she's the worst Nebula because it's like it's a win more. You're only building steam then versus Nebula triggering to kind of like catch up. When they don't play True. there, when you leave Nebula alone, she still creeps back up. Is pretty good. I don't know. What if um, you know? Okay, you know what I would like better. Uh, I think. What if you worked backwards, where she starts out as like a very solidly sized uh, one something, like a one four, okay. like a, or maybe give her like an ongoing of an effect, where okay. at the end of each turn, if you're. Uh, if you're losing the location, she loses a power. Um, uh, it might be hard to template correctly. Also, then you run into zero shenanigans of like well, now we have another Ebony yeah, that's, Titania. That's, that's a whatever worry. That's like the 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 um, Sauron. Or, zero. How about this? If you're winning location, she gets plus five ongoing. If you're losing yeah. location, she's a she's a she's a one one. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. If it's just flat, that way. You don't feel like you have to scale her. You can just play her whenever. And as long as you've got the, the lead. I think that's something that's it's interesting. It's really hamstrung crossbones. Um, but it's something yeah. that to, to play around with in the design space. And Lizard kind of goes there. But Lizard is like debuff just based on the quantity of cards, not the power of cards. This is going to be the power of cards. Kind of like it. Though then you get into the how do you calculate. It, it gets you into a complicated space, right? Of like. Oh, if she had her better power, I would be winning. But on the lower power, we're losing. So at what point does she flip up or down? 
Yeah. And it's like, how do I determine what I commit to this location? Because now there's the easy way of overcommitting now to ensure she stays on, where now you're losing other locations as a detriment to what she would have lost anyway. Um, I Honestly, I'm going to tell you, I just don't like this effect. I don't like yeah. the card as it stands. I think it should be reworked. Um, I just don't like this type of... Uh, uh, I, I think I'm kind of okay with Sunspot Nebula being the scale-up one-drops and then never seeing more of them again. I, I think I'm kind of yeah. good with that. Because once we dilute the pool of these type of effects, A, you can make decks like Lockdown a bit too consistent, especially with Misty Knight already effectively doing that as well. So now you have four cards if you're on the Hayabu version. Um, yeah, just make a different version of this card. I don't like this effect. Yeah, and I think that with Nebula being the game, like she basically has to be changed from what she is now. Yeah, we'll see how dramatically different they uh, they want to go if they keep any of the flavor here. Once again, she will she will be releasing alongside Black Knight in about three seasons. Next up, we've got Flatman two two ongoing adjacent locations have plus one power. He's the the wimpy version of Mister Fantastic. Um. <laughs> He's getting changed. Also, this is so far out, they have no art for him yet. <laughs> yeah. it uh, It's weird. I don't like it. I don't think it's that good. People don't play that much Mr. Fantastic right now. It's a tempo play. It's a 2-4. And it has ongoing synergy, so you do have that going for it. But um, yeah, it's, it's just, just not interesting to be a weaker Mr. Fantastic. But I think here's the thing. They're probably going to make him a weaker Fantastic because... Uh, if if they make which a car we'll get to in a little bit, uh, Miss Marvel, um, yeah. Kamala, being a juiced up Mister Fantastic, they're basically going to be saying stretchy people do this, and that's essentially <laughs> what it boils down to. Uh, it's the stretchy people guardian synergy. Everybody does this. They stretch to the other locations, guys. You're stretching. You're stretching. Do you yeah. feel thematic yet? Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> do you uh, remember when Mirage would pretend to be Mister Fantastic? I do. That was her original ability. I do remember that. Yeah, <laughs> thought that was really funny, and I was like, that, yeah. "That's." <laughs> it's, I think people are going to immediately know it's Mirage because Mister Fantastic has like a sub three percent play rate. Yes, yes, hundred percent. So Flatman, the stat line and the ability is just boring. We hope it's changed, but it wouldn't have to be changed to uh, come into the game. It would probably have to be changed to see play, though. Oh, uh, yeah, I agree. All right, next up, Goblin Queen. This one also very much template feel. 2-3 on reveal. Other cards cannot be revealed this turn. Fascinating effect. Because you could time it out. You're, you're timing it when only when you're ahead in initiative. So that's a criteria, like a, that's your combo, what you have to be able to combo with. You can prevent your opponent from doing something, which in Conquest can break decks. You play yeah. this when they're trying to set up Mr. Negative, which Mr. Negative usually behind in tempo as well. Oh, Mr. Negative on five now. Good luck. Good luck to you, good sir. Um, just yeah. so much stuff there. Especially like on two, if you have priority, uh, making sure that their Zabu or their yes. uh, Psylocke, their ramp doesn't flip until turn three. Like Lemuria. 
How many times did that happen that pops up as the turn to location? You're like, fuck! You hate it. You hate <laughs> it. And so this is a way that you can do it on command. Yeah, I just wonder, it's like very it. meta-dependent. I love it as a card concept. I just don't think it's going to see a lot of play, except in very specific metas. Yeah, no, no. I, it's a very niche effect uh, that I think on paper is way worse than we're uh, really giving it credit for. Um, I think it's going to be one of those cards that has a pretty low play rate, but a fairly good win rate is what I'm going to see on uh, in, in practice. That's my, my bet. Hot takes, hot takes. I like it, though. I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Hopefully we get to see her in a, in a similar form. Um, being cheap, being affordable as a tech card, I think is very important. You need these niche tech cards to be very cheap to get to get play okay moving on before, to, no, hold on hold what, on what? hold on as you passed over a card i know it doesn't have an effect yet if we're going alphabetic order let's give it an effect it's gladiator for, for gladiator what does he do what do you think he does i'm going to rip right out of the plug for collab content with drew Barry, who previously appeared here on the can't stop snapping <laughs> podcast yeah. i did a dc themed marvel snap card review and there was an effect for wonder woman that was this card fights a random card truly random could fight his friends could fight his enemies um it was a 4-8 stat line i after me and drew went back and forth on that card for a while i would love that to be an effect i don't know if that's the stat line but i love the idea of just fight a random card Holy you can shit <laughs> Uh, by the way, real quick, I just want—I just want to read you off some of his powers. I'm like, I just want to refresh myself with Gladiator to be able to build a nice thing, right? Okay, possesses a number of superhuman capabilities as a result of his unique alien physiology, including superhuman strength, capable of shattering a planet, ripping apart a black hole, and holding off the Destroyer armor. <laughs> sure, amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah. So I, I I don't know he's 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 gonna do something very cool. Um, he's super breath, frost breath. He's he's kind of reminds me of like a Superman kind of effect, right? Uh, yeah, kind of like a sent or sentinel. Sentry. Sentry. Sentry is like the Marvel soup. Yeah. Also, did you enjoy my uh, my layup of a of a thing I gave you for that creator uh, card? Um, so Love that it. I made sure you knew it was me. I knew it was you. Also, I I, I, right I love Lucifer as a character, so I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that anyway. Uh, how, what yep. did you think of... I, I watched the video, but like beyond just like the back and forth with Drew, what did you think of like the card? I tried to make it as balanced as possible uh, because I know that information and that kind of effect is so powerful. For those of you who didn't see, my card was Lucifer, a one negative one that said, on reveal, your opponent reveals their hand, discards a card, and then the remaining cards get plus one like an Ikea effect. I think that the hand attack makes it strong enough to see play and maybe being too strong, even like just keying off of the opponent having to discard something, um, especially with the expansion of Silver Samurai um, getting added to that suite of uh, capabilities. means that as a one cost to be able to knock something out of their hand, it seems like a lot. You can easily combo that alongside the Black Widow, preventing them from being able to draw at the exact mm. same time to hamstring them, the Moon Knight, um, and now... Silver Samurai going to Black Bolt, the opponent just not having any options in the end. And then because discards are all, well, it makes their entire hand public, which is feeding into you even more. The the handicap of it being a negative one and then buffing their hand is interesting, but that's where if you actually hold it to play more towards the end game, I feel like kind of mitigates their ability to get those buff yeah. cards to the board and then 
because there was some other stuff there. It's it's really interesting to see like how many handicaps can you put on a really cool effect, so, which is the knowledge and the discard. My thinking with the flavor was Lucifer is one of one of his iconic things that they really hammered in as one of his abilities in the TV show, more so than it is in the comics, but still a prevalent ability in the comics nonetheless, is his ability to understand and see people's desires. And I was imagining a, uh, like, you know how, like, um, when you play uh, Living Tribunal, has that transparent head pop up? Something along yeah. that kind of, like, whimsical kind of look, where you would hear the voice of him saying, what do you desire? And then the hand reveals through this, like, whimsical, like, smoke-like eyes, like his, yeah. like his eyes. Um, I think that'd be an, an amazing animation, by the way. That was my thing with that. So, please give us to me. But, yeah, we'll go on to the next card. Gladiator All probably right. going to do something that involves uh, blowing some shit up or like just being a very uh, probably a, a stat like a, a beat stick, right? I would imagine based on the character for flavor, just a big yeah, guy and wreck. So you know, whatever. Oh yeah. All right, we got Gore the God Butcher. This one's fascinating. We have an ability, but we don't have a stat line. So Brad, pick your stat line. On reveal, destroy all six cost cards wherever they are. This includes in deck. This will feed into null. This is like Lamentus. So you could just like destroy the enemy's finisher cards. It's like ham, but you destroy them everywhere, not just in hand. <laughs> what do you have to pay to get this awesome power? So it's weird. So it can't be a six cost. Um, oh, it actually... It, well, it, well it, it would kill Null it, itself, right? So Null wouldn't work. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it could be a six cost because at least it kills them on board too, right? It says wherever they are. Um, yes. So that, so, but you want it to be something probably probably a five cost, right? To lead into. Yeah. And I think it's got to be a five zero. I don't think it can. I guess really power. the synergy is with death, right? You're getting extra yeah. destructions. You make death cheaper, but it would actually kill your own null. So, yeah, I, I think you're really Five got zero. To, uh, wow. I don't think you can give it because any it's power, playable man. on turn six, just to like eradicate whatever True. they played. Especially Wherever it is, is even an unrevealed card. <laughs> they yeah. set their card down, and you just stab it. Yeah, I think that's it, it's that's a tough one to figure out. For balance. It's a very steep price. It's a very steep price, but we might have to pay it. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with a five zero. That's my that's my pick. All right. I feel like it is so dramatic. It, it could be there. So many decks rely on these six cost cards, or even multiple six cost cards with lockjaw and stuff like that, that it could be absolutely devastating. Yeah. Rolling into Gwenpool. I love this one. Two one on reveal. Double this card's power. It's gonna She's be changed. Asking you. You think this one gets changed? Yeah, I, I think there's no shot this stays as is. Because it's too bad or too good? Too boring. Too boring? Yeah. To see how much you can get buffs on a card. I don't know. Like, There's enough niche ways. Like, Buffing cards, especially in hand, is pretty niche. And then buffing them on board and getting a reactivation requires you to do some combo hoops, but still very rewarding when it works. Yeah, and I mean the the deck building idea with her and like like playing like beast to bounce her back and stuff like that is intriguing yep. as well. Um, and then you can go into like Shuri and stuff. But I think I also think that Juice might be a bit, you know, not worth the squeeze kind of thing, right? Um, where here's the thing: so Deadpool, 
which is clearly where this is, you know, having inspiration from, of course, being Gwenpool. Yep. By the way, not Gwen Stacy. Why people think this, I don't understand. This is not Gwen Stacy. Yeah, this is a this is a character. different Gwen, a different world, different universe. It's her name is literally Gwendolyn Poole. It's not fucking Gwen Stacy. Anyway, it's uh yeah, it's just a boring card. <laughs> I think I think uh it's also just like Deadpool can work because he synergizes everything. Killmonger hits him. You have all these destroy cards and stuff like that where she I feel you got to play like, you know, Nova, uh, which actually Nova doesn't do anything for this. Uh, you got to play like Forge, Nakia, uh, maybe like uh, Shuri. You're putting so much to really make this one card get big enough to contest the lane on her own, where it's like, now what? How do you win the other lanes? Like yeah, Taskmaster, I guess. Another game plan. That's often been the payoff. If you're able to hyperscale a single card, then your Taskmaster brings it over or your Zola brings it over. But then at that um, point, you should just be another... playing normal Sherry decks. Exactly. Like, You've got the Black Panther that's already the, the big brother to this, right? Yeah. So it has to be... This is, just this is I think, a conversation that I kind of wanted to have in general. We have a lot of cards here that are the same ability of cards that already exist, which this is Black Panther, um, but at a different stat line. Do you think that we could ever have cards that are just the, the exact same ability verbatim, but different stat lines, living at the same time in Snap? I mean, eventually they're going to have to, uh, the way the game's going to work. I, I think once you get to a certain amount of cards, it's going to be hard to have unique abilities every single time, right? But I would like to not reach that point anytime soon. We're, we're approaching, gotcha. in a few months, the, the year anniversary of release in October. Uh, yep. But we're also but we're still in July. We still have a ways to go into that. We have three more months. So then the game's been out for nine months now. Let's... Let's pass the one-year mark before we start getting into that territory, at the very least. Gotcha. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I think that um, it depends on the ability, and some of them are more interesting to be able to have duplicates of than others. This one's one of the ones I'm actually interested in. I, I, I would enjoy having this kind of like alternate take on the Black Panther, but again, it is just like at, at some point you're just running the exact same shell with Gwenpool instead of Black Panther, and then you're like, well, I could just play Black Panther, and then why should... Gwenpool exist so yeah. we'll see we'll see what they end up tailoring this card to be this one's also like clearly a long ways out long well that's ways why out. that's why i don't like that type of thing where I, I want to avoid overlapping effects too much because it makes for either super weak cards that see no play and you're like why would i play this when i already have black panther as one example versus yeah. uh like war machine we'll get to in a little bit uh, of like this is just a strictly better now power creep is a thing. Like, so what, yeah. it's, it's a very fine, delicate balance. That's really hard to actually nail perfectly. Um, and I would say near impossible. So you're better off just trying to make it as unique of an effect for each character as you possibly can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. Everybody's favorite. J Jonah Jameson. One, one ongoing. Your emotes are ruder. This is perfect. Uh, why spray from perfection? Why not just release it now? Yeah, please do. I, I How many tokens? It. Series five, big bad. <sighs> yeah, I think so. I think sure. that's fair. I think the community he wouldn't is, even bat an eye. He is, uh, if you think about it, one of the most iconic big bads in all of uh, Marvel. So even though he's yeah. uh, genuinely a, an actually a, a good person, once you get into his specific runs later in Spider-Man's yeah, yeah. Uh, career, but you know, 
it no one wants to hear that shit. James Jones, he, right. he looks like Hitler. There we go. That's he's bad. Like that's that's the thing. Like, oh man, hundred. Well, so they are rumoring new custom emote sets. Uh, well, it's Jonathan not a rumor. Like, they they revealed it for uh, yes. San Diego Comic Con. They yes. look amazing. So they're the coming in some form or fashion. So, um, I think with that, Jameson's never going to exist. He's just a joke, but. He was supposed to be hope. the April Fool's card this year. I'm pretty sure that was the that was the data mine originally, and then he yeah. just never. They they probably just didn't see reason to release him, or they found. But I think the, the April Fool's was card. the data mine, right? Like the same yeah, thing with yeah. their song lyrics previously yeah. of the, the they the rolled the data miners. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's what it was. All right, going on, King Eltry five three on reveal. Give the next card you play plus four power. This was a kind of suggested nerf to old Shuri. I think I think this card is abysmally bad. Like the stats are just too weak. Um and I think that the effect gets into old Shuri terrible times of you being able to put the buffed card behind Cosmo and then be immune to anything problematic happening to you, though at the five yeah. cost price point you're not able to as easily make the duplicative use of the power through either the Taskmaster or the Zola. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing the only interaction I can think of in my head of being this, this card being like a way to control land on yourself or your, on, on its own right would be uh, you obviously you try to win a single lane earlier and then on the last turn you play this and then on top of this because you want to get as much power as you can you play Lady Deathstrike and hope you hit ah, a bunch of cards. Right with the plus four. Okay. That's going to be a five seven. So you're nuking everything in that lane, uh, which I think actually no would kill this card too. So maybe you don't want to yes, play. Yes, it would. So okay, let's not. But do then that. couldn't you just play Eliath <laughs> and then Wong the Eliath? I've Odin seen. Okay, the so Glazer Eliath of the looks show. Insane. Yeah, Glazer front of the show from uh, Snap Judgments. Uh, he thinks Eliath is not going to be released like that. He thinks there's he thinks there's no shot. He thinks it's way too strong. And I'm a little yeah, inclined to believe Eliath. For I, those I of you, well. we skipped over it because we were not going to want to talk about too much with the destroy stuff next season and then yeah. the Loki yeah. stuff. But Eliath is a five five as of right now that says uh, on reveal destroy all cards that were played pretty much this turn here, um, whether they're revealed or not. So yes. <laughs> You That's, get around uh, the initiative uh, dodging problem that Control has always had, which is insane. And then you have the on-reveal synergy of being able to reactivate it with Odin, reactivate it with Absorbing yes. Man, reactivate it in multiple lanes with Zola. Help! Help! Brad, I'm dying yeah. over here. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And on so, 5, uh, it curves straight into Null. Um, with X-23, it curves whenever in the game you want to play it. It curves with other cards alongside it. It's pretty cracked. Yeah, that that card's insane. It's it's probably going to be. Uh, I think we're too close to Loki release for that card to be changed completely for its ability, but its stats just stat are going to get yeah. changed, right? I mean, five five is pretty good, pretty fine. Yeah, I, I, it's yeah. like it gives me a like gore god butcher kind of vibes where it's like it should be a five one or something. Like like Lady Deathstrike is the one that should be a five five. This one should be a five three or five two. I like, guess you should switch those around. But yeah, whatever. I'm exactly. not a game. I'm not a game designer. I don't. I don't envy them at all. A very difficult no. job. Because I mean, we just we're gonna make content off of picking over all their mistakes. So. Exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm good at. 
Oh, let's roll into what could potentially be another mistake of theirs, creating another free card. Zero to Makari. When you draw this, place it at a random location. I think that the design space of effects that happen when drawn is something that is heavily underutilized in Snap. I would like to see an entire archetype around this. I just don't know if I care about this effect. <laughs> uh, yeah, th this card's weird. Um, it's a zero two. We don't know if yeah. that's actually you know designed to be a zero two or if it's just like a placeholder thing. How they usually do like zero right. zero. Um, yeah. Why does Yellow Jacket exist if this is a zero two? Because yes, it goes. You to control a where Yellow Jacket goes. I guess, but like I think Yellow Jacket needs to be a bit a, a change a little bit in his own right. If I'm being honest. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I, this is just a weird card. I, I don't think this is going to exist as it currently releases it's just they're not because it's too good but just because it's too uninteresting uh, the effect is cool and i agree with you that the effect can be something to really go off of as far as an archetype is concerned in future releases but as it stands right now this right off the bat is just very strange to me and i'm having a hard time placing what you do with it what if you add the text and then draw a replacement card It's like too good. That's too good because it's thinning the deck. What if he's a two? What if he's a zero one? He's just Still like taking good. up a random space on free, your board with a one zero power. one that draws a card. Are you kidding me? That goes in every deck, every deck, every I don't deck. Think so I think the I think wasp, the price of what you lose on wasp, board is something. Teddy, give wasp draw a card on reveal. Yeah, yeah, but you get to control where you play Wasp. This is like if Wasp was dropping herself to a location, then like is then filling it up entirely. You had no, you didn't okay, get to always play Sakaar Wasp to lockjaw. If okay, as it currently stands, Sakar pulling Wasp makes me very sad. If yeah. Wasp drew a card, Sakar pulling Wasp makes me go yay! Like I don't care anymore. So I think I think that's too good. I think it's way okay. too good. Maybe so. Just uh, Maybe card draw so. is scary in this game. Zero zero. Plays random, draws card. Now you're talking about playing. Uh, oh, what was the card called? It's in Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, it, it was in every deck because uh, it got hit to one for the longest time. Um, it's uh, it's it's one of the pot cards, but it, it oh. draws it draws a single card, and then you gain uh, your opponent gains a thousand life points. I think. Um, oh fuck! What's the card? Okay, I think I remember what it was. Yeah, me yeah. Insane now, but it, it just becomes that, right? Gotcha. Or it's just like. It's just a boring card at that point. Um, okay. Well, we'll see how Makari ends up arriving. And again, I hope that we get more of effects that happen when you draw them. Not necessarily getting played randomly, but just like a whole option of doing this and then the opportunity to be able to play cards back into Lockjaw to get redraws and a kind of a synerg building a synergy there. Give Umbaku a team. Please, please. Yeah. All right. Skipping uh, Man thing. Upstart Goblin. Martyr. What was the name of the card? What was it? Upstart Goblin. Perfect. Love those Yu-Gi-Oh card names. Martyr, another one of those that's just placeholders. Zero, zero, no ability. We don't know anything about this card. Um, do you have something you want to say about Martyr, or should we move on to Mephisto? Uh, I can't even see it um, All right. where I am. So, yeah, just move on to Mephisto. What, I'm not too familiar with that card, so I can't even give it a... a, a uh, at least I had some idea. Yeah, I don't know the character either. either. So... If you know yeah. in the comments, let us know on the your prediction for what Martyr's going to be. There we go. 
Should we be reading martyr comics? Yes and no. Mephisto, this guy, character-wise, is kind of the next big bad. Would have to be. This ability, never gonna exist. 6-0. If you win this game, double your winnings. Which is understood to be cube gain when you are on ranked. Um, Would be anticipated in conquest. It would also be health damage to the opponent. You could... uh, one game KO your opponent with a win with Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto negative, obviously, is zero six to be able yeah. to double down. I just, I don't see it happening. Like, they put um, the bar, Fog's bar, no, Fog's gym in the yeah, game yeah. that gave you double uh, boosters, and then they were like, we're not even going to continue this location. So I feel like anything that's interacting with the meta progression game outside of the snap game is not going not gonna to fly. Yeah, also, I don't understand why they're so hell-bent on seemingly making this the flavor of Mephisto, where it's like the deal with the devil yeah. kind of thing. Like, that's one aspect of Mephisto. Um, and also, anything that reminds me of One Last Day, uh, I don't want or think about. So let's not have that be his effect. For Is those of you who don't the magic know, that's, card that's, that's, that's would bad, allow you to steal a card from the opponent's deck like forever wasn't there a magic card that did that that if you played it you got to just take one of their you would own one of their cards like it set that as a rule of the match or something um i could be completely off there, base. there are plenty of magic cards that steal opponents ma- opponents cards There's no no lot. but i mean like it's permanently added to your collection like oh anti you're, you're talking about anti uh, wasn't there a, a card that played with no, the no, no it's not a single card it's 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 a that's that that was a that was a mechanic called anti okay. it, on old magic cards that basically was like yeah you, you're you're betting it's like the pink slip thing and like fast and furious with cars okay. gotcha, um, gotcha. which <laughs> they don't do anymore because that's literal gambling at that point they yes. cannot <laughs> legally do that um but yeah mephisto I, I would like to see a different avenue of going about that again yeah. don't want to be reminded about that one last day uh, the the worst Spider-Man comic run in existence where he's like, we have to save Aunt May so that she can live to see our marriage that no longer exists. God, that's fucking stupid. So stupid. Um, <laughs> this, this, this card just... It's just a weird one. Like, I think it's cute. I, I think the flavor is really cute. Don't get me wrong. But... But it can't, it can't be a real it, thing in the it game. It can't exist. No. No. Yeah, so we'll see where Mephisto ends up going. His character gives you such fertile room for creating a new dramatic. He's literally effect. Satan. Come on. Yeah, like you gotta you gotta put this guy up there with Thanos and Kang and Galactus, all of those. Now you all could right. go with the make a deal with the devil kind of effect, but in a much different way that actually affects the board state. Right? Yeah, what if it was like you um. You have some kind of condition that he has to to reach, and you are few, you're pairing him with one of your already played cards. And if you you reach it, you obviously get a benefit. If you don't, that card is like destroyed or sacrificed or something. And then your opponent, of course, understands what Mephisto is doing um, and is trying to stop you, either winning a certain location or being ahead at a location by a certain turn. Or I, I really don't know what else. Yeah, what, it's what it's exactly tough to say. Like maybe like you you play him in like uh, he it's like uh, you play him on a lane. You have to meet the condition, and it's like it if you if you meet the condition, it blows up like all the cards your opponent controls here. Like uh, if it, you don't, it destroys all cards you own. 
So like yeah, something that is a positive the, the, and a negative. That's yeah, the deal with the devil. But I think you have part. to make the positive and the negative the same effect. But on one half, the scale needs to be far more impactful as the negative than the positive. Does that make sense? Because I think yeah. if you say blanket destroy all cards your opponent controls, too much. But if you destroy a single lane, fine. But make the negative not just destroy a single lane, because then you just don't play anything there. And if Fist was the one that dies, he has to destroy all of your cards. Yeah, we'll see. There, there's something, like, I think that he should be dramatic as well. Like, he should be a uh, warps-the-game kind of card. We'll see what kind of effect they ultimately bring to him, because you know he's going to come to snap at some point. And every time you play him, got... his voice line yeah. is not a voice line at all. It's just the devil went down to Georgia. Whole song. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> all the Twitch streamers are like DMCA. They're like, no. Miss Marvel 3 4 ongoing. If this is your only card here, adjacent locations have plus five power. Brad, potentially the highest ceiling on any three cost. Thor goes pretty hard. Thor goes pretty hard for a three cost. I don't know. Three cards have a pretty high power threshold. But anyway, she could be, if she's the only card, a 314. Good gosh. So basically, you are sacrificing her lane. Easy for the opponent to be able to pass you there to be able to get overwhelming force at the adjacent location. So to be able to hit both, you would have to play her mid. Um, and then you can try and balance things out by hitting Claw, Mr. Fantastic, other stretchy people like Flatman <laughs> to get the buff to her lane. <laughs> yeah. Give her Hulkbuster step up, stuff like that. I mean, also, you could just say, I don't really care about that middle lane. You can say, I'm. Yeah, because, like, again, the whole point of, uh, of the game of Marvel Snap is trying to win two lanes. And sometimes you have to just say, I don't care about this particular lane. And if that happens to be the middle lane in this sense, and you're focusing on the edges, she's a perfect card to be able to do that because you just say, I'm essentially saying uh, I'm giving the old classic Doctor Doom effect on uh, on a middle lane for three power. Yeah, I think she's playable. I think she's uh, I think she could she's come into very this, good. this state. Um, I'm trying to think of any decks that want to play her right off rip. Uh, you can't really go with... Um, well... No, uh, no, no, no. You can't really... Well, I'm trying to think. Yeah, because you can't do ongoing destroyer stuff because then, like, you can't do the two-lane thing because you want to be able to play in another, like, all three lanes. And now, now, okay, maybe her instead of Warpath in that kind of deck? No, because Warpath plays on the stack and she has to play alone. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, like... You play her alone, and then like, because you're kind of going off curve anyway. You play her yep. alone, and then you can then you start building your other two lanes away from her. That is a good call out of that. The goblins can just attack against her, um, the against the opponent at her True. lane, and you're still able to fight there. So if you're looking at something like um, Renslayer, who's decreasing the cost of cards with a lower than one power meaning your goblins uh you could build a fun very fun synergy and still be able to impact this you might be surprised at how many different ways you can still fight to win miss marvel's location there, there's a lot of tools at your disposal yeah um so i think that she is good i, I but too. i could see her coming in this exact state 
as like uh, the, I, the I battle agree. pass card. It, it's, I'm actually shocked she hasn't been released yet. With Kamala th- being the most recognizable emote, of course. Um, <laughs> I find it, I think I they find were it weird. waiting. Like things didn't align when the show released, and then now they're waiting for the Marvels. But we've seen yeah. the data mine so far out that it's not even going to hit for the Marvels. So, no. what what gives Second Dinner like? Give us this card. We would love Unless to play it. Unless they just randomly then, drop wha- it and wha- say, like, I, I, I honestly, I think they Time should do that sometimes. Time for to give us more than four a month. Yeah, like maybe sometimes just be like, okay, double double week, two two cards dropping this week. On Monday, you get this card. On Thursday, you get this card. It's player appreciation day here at Second Dinner. Everybody gets a Ms. Marvel. You all that'd have be, done the emote. Okay, that'd be actually really cool, not going to lie. <laughs> what if? It was like an in-game One event. year anniversary? You had to use the emote a certain number of times to be able to get the card. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one year it. anniversary, though. Maybe that's like the gift everyone gets is Miss Marvel. She looks like she could be that in that vein. She's a, She's got main character energy. She's a cool card. We'll see. We'll see. We've got a couple others here. We should probably kick it up into high gear. We'll go rapid fire. Yeah. Night Nurse, 2-2, two, two, unreveal, add all cards you discarded or destroyed last turn to your hand. I love this. I love this. I think it's not necessarily broken. Are you finding a way to break it immediately, Brad? Not off the top of my head, but I think that it has a, someone smarter than me is going to, or someone who's going to have like, more time. It lets, it lets discard or destruction really high roll off of some of the cheap cards especially. So looking at... Dakin with the Murimasa shard. We might have to see where that settles before, you know, she's able to duplicate that shard back into hand. And at the 2-2, she combos pretty easily. I like it, though. I want this effect to exist. Maybe not this stat line. Random. 4-0. On reveal. Set this card's power equal to the power of a random card in your deck. Bad. 4-0. Bad Just card. rolling the rando is bad a baddie. Bad card. It is It is in your deck. Bad card. your starting deck. Bad you card. Could... Okay, he's too bad. He needs to be cheaper. He's awful. This uh, is like it's a horrible effect. Like, like I understand you should. I, I think they're cool, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like morph in this card, absolutely fun to play. Really fun cards to play. I think it's okay to have bad cards in the game. Um, not everything should be meta, you know, slewed or, or skewed or whatever, right? Uh, but as yeah. it stands right now, bad card. It's just morph two point for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You get a little more control over it, but we'll see what happens to a random. Red Guardian, 3-6. On reveal, you must play a card here next turn. So, I think too is, good. <laughs> I, I think too good. I think too good in server. I would have said too weak. No, I feel like no. 3-6, three, three, that's like a really not that big of a deal of a downside. It, it is not that big of a deal, right? You can play him either on the final turn or you can play him you're telegraphing where your play goes. The problem is like telegraphing where your play goes in a meta that's increasingly lo- with location lockdown is like a, an evergreen can hamstring you. But I don't know. You think that the stat stick is too much? Dude, the stat stick's insane. Can we stop giving Surfer very nice. massive fucking the, three drops, please? The only other three sticks is Swordmaster? Yes. Correct. Black Cat is a 3-7. Yeah, okay, okay. So he would join kind of the upper echelons of what Surfer wants. He's an he's an instant play in Surfer. No shot he's not. Probably. Dude, a turn six of him uh, followed by Maximus and then Surfer? Come on. We already have Brood or like Jean Grey and stuff like that. Um, that's That's crazy to me. 
Yeah, the the final turn drop especially gives you a lot of flexibility there. Because Maximus, so I'll, I'll put it this way, real quick. Last thing on this card: if Maximus yep. is a staple in Surfer deck, so is this, for the exact same Fair reason. Enough. Fair enough. Silver Sable two six. You can only play this at a location where you have six plus total power. So she's early curve, but has to be played after you've developed a lot of points. I um. I don't like it because I want my two cost to be playable on curve normally, but it is very strong. Uh, two six again, Sarah the hold Patrol. and dump at the end. Exactly, it's the Sarah Miracle Dream card. Yeah, um, it's nuts. You because you can you easily girl get this. to that. Just do two Sentinels in a lane, and yeah. you can play this card yeah. now. Uh, the, in a, a just surprise one six at the end of the game, in combination with like you know. Uh, if you're going like maybe Hit Monkey route with like Mysterio and stuff like that too, uh, maybe Silk, who we see right next to her in terms of alphabetic order, just in terms of yep. stats, this is a great card for Sarah Miracle. If she comes down to two five, she kind of lives at the power level of the other best two costs. Maybe she sees play there, but even then, I think that she still like sees the hold and dump at the end is is very good. Yeah, I can see that being more feasible, but um, wow. I can't wait to see whatever form she ultimately takes. Strife, 3-7. If your opponent has 12-plus power here at the end of any turn, destroy this. Talk about needing to work with the goblins. <laughs> it's Strife. I don't like it. The 3 I don't know. Like, the 3-7, again, you're looking at, like, the max. The drop with the surfer. The power bump up. But uh, the 12 power and then, like trying to lock your opponent out of lanes. Maybe it's possible in the surfer deck that's running Spider-Man. You can guarantee Strife will survive. Or playing this, it's another card that is nice behind a uh, locked location, like a flooded lane. Um, yeah, Prof X we're, we're with this. We're seeing a lot of cards that are very interesting in the type of idea of Legion lock decks that don't have to go all in on the idea of you know your, uh, what's it called, your sunspots and nebulas and things like that. There's a lot of these cards that are pretty interesting to just be like early play, big stats. And this is another one where I'm like, you know, I, I think if you're looking at a, a combination of Strife, Maximus, and Red Guardian and Surfer, uh, I think Strife is the worst of those three. But I, it, there's a world where all three are played. I think it's hard to sit there and tell yourself you don't. Because maybe, because again, another thing, by the way, we're forgetting something very simple. Armor exists. Uh, yes, zero armor. exists. This this probably also, gets played at zero. Um, like Atuma gets played purpose for purposeful self sacrifices in yeah. some decks. Also true. So Strife has a, a lot of potential here and has a, there, a stat think, line that's. Pretty I think desirable. this is a really good card. I think this is just yeah. a very good blanket card um, that's almost good enough to just be like you can play it in any deck. Really, I don't know if I'd go to any deck, but it does seem quite fun. To almost, be able to play I said with. almost. It's not quite there. Because it has a little of that restriction, but it's almost there. Yeah, yeah. All right. We got Surger. If you move the Human Torch to this location, plus 10 power. Starting as a 5-0. Getting changed. Yeah, no they, shot. No they, fucking way. They can't. They've never they interacted. Can't do these. I When I first saw this card, I was like, I've never seen these two characters interact. I scoured for a good 45 minutes, tried to find panels of Silver Surf, or not Silver Surf, I'm sorry, Human Torch and Surger interacting. They never have. All right. Well, it must be some kind of placeholder, or they just wanted like They're a fire fire. <laughs> synergy. That's it. 
Yeah, the if if I'm wrong, please someone correct me. Please, please, by by all means, in the comments, if I'm wrong, correct me. I am okay with being wrong. But when I looked, I could not find any evidence that they've ever interacted in Marvel. Yeah. They also broke up the Jean Grey Phoenix Force pairing, which had been thematic between their abilities before. So I think they're going to break this one up again. No chance. Surda releases as is. Toad, this is just old uh, Ghost Spider. This is not releasing the way it is. Uncle Ben, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Uncle Ben? One, two, when this is destroyed, add Spider-Man to your hand. Why? Why are you like? Why are you playing Spider-Man destroy deck? Um, Spider-Man's kind of generally good. He was uh, better at a four cost to be just a true. general plug and play than the five, which is really maximizing your end game here. Um, I don't so I think I it's don't hard like to work it. in. It's just I don't think Uncle Ben should even be a card, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I I, yeah, I understand he's a very iconic character. He's the whole reason Spider-Man exists uh, to at least a certain extent. Um, yeah. At least his like his moral compass and things like that, of course. But just we don't need a card for everybody. Like even Night Nurse to an extent. I'm like <laughs> we don't really need a card for them. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're like thinking about adding these cards that are not supers themselves, but other supporting characters and. The the yep. dark humor here is is just is spot on. I love that the developers went for this, but I don't think that it gets it's no. added. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Viv Vision, a fascinating card. Two three. When you move a card to a location, move this there as well. She's going to tag along with whoever is bouncing around. I feel like this creates too much clutter. It does. And in practice, will actually not be good. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I basically you're handcuffing her to another card. Um, and yeah, that, that, that fills up because if you, let's say for example, you go, uh, Dr. Strange card moves, she follows yeah. already three in that lane. That's yeah, exactly. That's, that's hard to deal with. Yeah. hundred percent. War machine. This is just a repeat of old Kazar. He's got to change as well. Yeah. Uh, Witchfire repeat of old Baron Mordo <laughs> has to change. It was bad on Baron Mordo. It'll be bad again. And then yo-yo very last alpha, uh, by name. One, two, when this card moves, move it back with plus one power. Now, this one seems interesting to me. Now, this is what I think that other card, the Vivision, should have been doing, going back and forth. Mm. Um, I like it. I I think the shenanigans with this card are a lot more interesting because we compare this to uh, Blink earlier, right? Yeah. Uh, Blink being a 3-1, I find its ceiling to be not very good and its floor to be kind of abysmal in a lot of cases. That's why I even made it has to find Craven hits to be anywhere near playable where yo-yo being a one drop, uh, and being able to kind of, it's ceiling seems a lot more interesting to me now. And then just being a solid, you know, one, three or one, four on its floor, uh, for the most part, uh, for getting moved like once or twice, which is what's going to happen more often than not, I think is perfectly fine. Uh, and it's also, actually quite nice that it's sticky as well. Everything yeah. wants to bump cards to the left, and Yo-Yo's always going to come back and hold that final lane with her scaling power. If you're dropping the Craven on that lane where she's moving back to, you can keep on pulling her back, and then she'll always bump up the Craven. Yeah, I, I like this card. I think it's a very interesting way to build it. Again, a little worried about the direction of move going too heavy in the one... Uh, sorry, excuse me, the one drops... But yes. uh, it, you know, Ghost we'll Spider, see. Iron Fist, Human Torch, potentially Yo Yo. Yeah. So it is what it is. 
There we go. You guys are going to have to let us know in the comments what your favorite potential card additions are. Do you agree that, or have we missed something in our analysis that it, what some of these cards we thought would be fun are actually going to be insanely busted, or some of these cards that we have panned out could actually have a, a fun home? Can't wait to hear your thoughts down below. You can catch the entire audio of the episode on any of your podcast devices. Otherwise, you're going to have to hop over to Bradsifer's channel to be able to see our Meta Minute and Breakdown over there. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Brad, where can they find you elsewise? Oh, you already know you can find me on Twitter and stuff like that. But who cares? You're already here. You're enjoying the show. You can find me on these shows like you've already watching. You see me on Snap on Ego. As long as you're listening to me ramble about Marvel Snap stuff, I am not too interested. I'll grow my stuff organically. It's fine. Till next time, thank you guys for watching. Keep on snapping. Can't Stop Snapping is a podcast hosted and produced by Brad Safer and Teddy Ninja, originally created by Michael Thurman.